This is the 343 Podcast. I'm your host, John Pronich. Welcome to the show. Jason Broadwater is a youth soccer coach and a brand new podcaster. After listening to and learning from many others over the years, he saw an opportunity to join the conversation and highlight the work that he believes is good, which is a very similar approach to what I took when I first started this podcast. So I wanted to bring Jason on and discuss his approach and what he plans to offer on his podcast. In this episode, We discuss his influences and inspiration for starting a podcast, the void that he sees in the coaching education landscape, and topics that he finds interesting and that he plans to cover in the future. There are links to Jason's podcast and all of his social media accounts in the write-up of this podcast available on 343coaching.com. I highly recommend going and giving him a follow. He's a family man that is doing a great job of documenting his journey through coaching youth soccer. And in 2018, Jason actually completed our free online coaching course, which is the primer to our premium coaching membership program. And those together are the programs that not only sponsor this podcast, but have been utilized by more than 3,000 ambitious coaches who are looking to fulfill their maximum potential and build the soccer programs of their dreams. 343 are the undisputed leaders in possession-based soccer coaching education here in the United States. And our online courses include 24-7 access to simple yet powerful lessons for a fraction of the cost of other online programs and in-person licenses. When I say fraction, I mean it. You have two options when it comes to the 343 online courses. One of them is free and the other costs $295 for an entire year. Contrast that with 2,500 that I paid to get my USSFC license. And that course was only 11 days long. It was broken up into two different sessions. I had to travel to them for both of those sessions. And once it was all done, I had zero access to any of the course materials or to the instructors once they emailed me my certificate. We've said it before, we'll say it again, I'm sure that I will say it again on this podcast, but our programs, and especially our members, are the absolute best. Together, we are all pushing the cutting edge. And if you are not part of our 343 family yet, it is not too late to join us. You can visit 343coaching.com and check out all of the information and find all of the benefits of joining one of our programs. Or you can just go there and join and start learning today. You choose. All right, let's get into today's episode. I hope that you enjoy this episode of the 343 podcast with Jason Broadwater. What's up, John? Hey, Jason. How's it going, man? Good. How you doing? I'm feeling a little under the weather today, so I'm going to lean on you for this conversation. So I hope, oh, I hope you're on your A game. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> my, my wife tells me all the time that uh, I have no problem talking. So uh, perfect. Yeah, hey, hope I can uh, carry sh- shoulder the load today. You know? <laughs> so that's kind of a uh, that's kind of ironic then that you would start your own podcast if you like talking. 
Uh, yeah, well, um, so, you know, it's interesting, uh, there, I, I was telling a, a good friend of mine recently that I listened to, there's probably about 10 podcasts, uh, right now in my rotation. And a, a lot of them are soccer related, uh, including three, four, three. And, uh, so it, it goes without saying that, uh, you're, you're definitely a big inspiration for starting my own podcast, but I mean, it runs the gamut from stuff from, uh, NPR to, you know, other soccer podcasts. And, um, I, I don't know, I saw, it was a while back, uh, you know, you were sharing some things on Instagram about starting a podcast and I came home the one day and, um, my wife and I were talking about it and, you know, I, I said to her, I, I think this is something that I would like to try. Um, I really enjoy, you know, talking to other coaches. Um, I found that, uh, I I've just learned a lot from them. Um, not only in terms of, you know, how they approach the game or their philosophy or whatever, but sort of what's working and what's not working in, uh, in us soccer. And, uh, you know, um, and, and I think I, I worked up enough courage to say, you know what, the heck with it. Like, let's try it. And uh, it's probably going to be a little bumpy to start, but I'll kind of find my rhythm and kind of find a uh, a routine or whatever. And um, yeah, so uh, I, I would like to give a shout out to you and to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, some of the other folks we've connected with on social media for sort of working up the courage to uh, to do it. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is kind of intimidating to try something or to, especially something like this, like a podcast or a video series or something that you've never really done before. And I know that in my case, and I don't think that I'm, I'm special in, in, in this regard, but you know, just doing it for the first time, there's like so much anxiety, like, Oh my God, like, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this. I, and, and then it just sits there. Like the microphone just sits there. Or the video camera just sits there and it's like just mm-hmm. intimidating. Right. And then you do it for the first time. You're like, well, shit, that wasn't that bad. So yeah. it's it's going to be easy to do it again. So once you record your first episode or your first video, it's like, eh, okay, now I can now I can see how this is going to work and it's going to get better. Yeah. Of course, like you said, it's going to be bumpy, but it's uh it'll it'll get worked out over time. Yeah, it. I, I mean, for anyone thinking about you know going into to that world, I mean, it, it it's scary as hell. And uh, the fact that uh, you know I was able to get to a place at least mentally where I you know, uh, kind of put myself out there and, um, you know, I, and, and, and you know, this, that, uh, for all the, for the, for the 10 good comments that you receive or the 10 positive <laughs> things people say, there's always that one. And, uh, I, I've gotten much better as I've gotten older of not really caring too much about that one, uh, as much as I used to. So, um, it's been fun. It's, uh, it's a way to sort of connect with coaches and, and hope to have players on in the future and, you know, people that are in and around the game. And, um, yeah, but that, I mean, first step of, uh, hitting record and then hitting publish. I mean, God, that's scary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, one of the other guys who's been on this podcast before has a podcast podcast of his own. Um, Chris, Christopher Kramer, he, when he first started his show, I believe he set a goal for himself to release I remember correctly, 10 episodes in the first year. And that was kind of like his way of keeping himself dedicated to the project and also on track and having like a goal to achieve. Um, I I think really, really, really helped him uh, achieve the the ultimate goal. And and he released 10 uh, 10 podcast episodes last year, which was really cool. 
So mm-hmm. I'm curious, did did you come into your project with any type of goal in mind like that? Yeah. Uh, so I, I've actually I, I keep a, uh, a a duck tig or duke tig uh, brand nice. uh, books, <laughs> and uh, so I'll pl- plug those guys uh, because I, I do use their product. And uh, I actually have a list of people that I would like to talk to uh, within the game of soccer. So, I mean, right now, if I were to say how many people are on that list, there's probably 25 people and some are uh, a a stretch. You know, some folks I uh, might say to myself, um, you know, there's not really a chance that I can get to that person yet. Uh, So. What I would say, you know, I mean, you've interviewed Anson Dorrance, you've interviewed uh, interviewed Hope Solo. Um, those are sort of stretch people, right, that I would love to talk to someday or people, you know, sort of on that level. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I may or may not get to them, but I think to, uh, you know, to come back to the question, I mean, I'm hoping for two a week. Uh, in some cases, uh, a lot of it depends on uh, folks' availability. So if they're... Um, you know, if they're free and I can squeeze out three in a week or, you know, two or one, um, it, it definitely one, I would say is a minimum, um, but trying for two, you know, per week. And uh, in, in addition to coaching, <laughs> in addition to a full-time job, in addition to, uh, you know, th- three kids at home. So, uh, you know, that might be a little unrealistic, but um, yeah, I, I mean, but it, it goes back to what you said, that it's sort of that metric of, how can I hold myself accountable? And um, even after the kids go to bed at night that I found myself working on the podcast or editing an episode or, uh, you know, trying to do background information about an upcoming guest or, or something like that. And, um, you know, there's always sort of this planning. Uh, you're, you're never really complete in your planning. Uh, so, you know, always taking notes and uh, have some folks lined up uh, for this week that I've been uh, trading messages with today. So, um yeah, uh, two two a week, I guess, would be ideal. That's awesome, man. I want to talk about the list of people that you keep in your Dutic brand notebook, and oh. what maybe you can kind of just maybe even just name a couple because they might hear this and 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 or might get to them and they might be like, yeah, I'm I'm down. Um, but sure, what makes you interested in a certain? coach or or series of coaches what would be the reason that you would want to talk to some of these people yeah uh a lot of it is folks that i've been able to connect with on social media uh so folks who are tend to be fairly active um and it and it really runs the gamut in terms of what they're sharing um it could be you know their philosophy on the game it could be thoughts on a uh, premier league match or a la liga game or something like that uh, you know, what's going on with uh, the men's national team. So people, I guess, in a, a very broad sense that I would say are interesting to me and may even have a differing opinion than my own. And, uh, you know, to, to start a conversation, um, you know, I currently work in the youth game. So those coaches tend to be probably the ones that are, you know, I guess if I were to say I have a default setting, those would be the ones that sort of, you know, probably get, uh, you know, risen to the top, uh, or rise to the top in terms of folks that I think I want to talk to first. Um, but, you know, in my own coaching career, um, I, you know, someone asked me recently, you know, hey, Jason, where do you see all this going? And, you know, I, I'm not quite sure. Uh, I mean, there was a period in time where I thought it, co- you know, thought of coaching at the college level would be something that I would love to aspire to uh, as a coach. 
I, I don't know. I go back and forth on that one, but there's college coaches, uh, you know, like a, an Anson Dorrance or, um, you know, other men's and women's college coaches that I would love to talk to someday. Um, it could be folks working at the club level. Uh, so that's part of the area that I work in, uh, in, in youth soccer and, you know, with the, the U10s that I coach right now. So, you know, part of, uh, uh, you know, pay to play uh, and that being such a big thing and how that has, uh, you know, really caused a, a lot of kids that I've worked with um, to not be able to, you know, venture into that land uh, because of price tags and, and things like that of clubs. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's a little bit of everything, but I would also say too, uh, it, it sprinkles in some of the, you know, uh, the mental health side of sports. Uh, we as coaches, I don't think do a very good job of talking about how to take care of ourselves. Yet we're always telling our players how to take care of themselves. Uh, so, you know, venturing into that land, uh, shared a little bit about my story in terms of, you know, struggling with anxiety, struggling with depression. And, uh, you know, I know for me, that is something that every morning I wake up that, um, you know, I, I have to wrestle with and confront. And uh, it was probably about a year and a half ago where I decided to uh, grab it by the reins and, and not let that be sort of the defining moment of my life. And, um, you know, ever since then, my life uh, has really done a 180 in terms of fulfillment and, um, you know, uh, I mean, I, I have an absolutely wonderful family. I have three wonderful kids, but soccer has also been, I don't know if I'd say it's been the other 50%, but it's been a pretty big percentage of my life um, in terms of, you know, part of why I get out of bed each day. And, you know, no uh, coaching isn't a full-time thing for me, but, you know, yeah, in some ways it does feel like a full-time thing. And the preparation, the, um, the, the work that goes into a training session, the communication with parents, the, you know, the tactics, the game management, um, our kids developing the way that I think they should or how, you know, we want them to as a club. Um, yeah, I mean, it all sort of ties together. So, uh, you know, but I, I think, I mean, the simplest way to say it is that folks that I find intriguing or interesting and, uh, you know, it's funny when uh, we were trading messages with one another, I thought to myself that, um, you know, kind of like in, in college sports where they do like a 50, 50, uh, you're, you're on that list, John, <laughs> <laughs> of folks that I would like to talk to because, um, I, and I, and I think I've probably told you this before. I love the fact that you're willing to, um, you know, sort of be the, the dose of honesty and, uh, you know, same with Gary and, and Brian, uh, that we need in this country when it comes to soccer. Um, because I, I think, I think if folks are looking to mainstream media, they're not going to find it. And there's going to be a lot of people following one direction. And there are some, I guess I would call them alternative voices and yours being one of them that people should really listen to because, uh, you know, what you guys say is, is the truth. And I think that, um, you know, uh, I, I, what I would say to anybody is that, I mean, people have to be absolutely invested in their own soccer journey that don't do necessarily what the rest of the group is doing or don't take it as sort of gospel just because someone says it. It's OK to question it. It's OK to sort of dig deeper. It's OK to say, 
is that really the best move for what we're trying to accomplish as a soccer nation? And, you know, um, I, I, I love reading some of the comments sometimes folks have back to you because, uh, you know, they're very quick to say, well, John, you're too negative or, <laughs> you know, John, you're this, John, you're that. And I, I don't know. I, I guess I, I, I look at it just slightly different, um, that you're probably more realistic and you're probably more honest than most. And I think that's refreshing. And I think people need, um, you know, we need that because I think if you're listening to some of the the pundits out there, you're not going to get sort of the depth and the texture and the authenticity that is needed to, to move the needle. Because uh, especially on the men's side, I mean, I think we're so stagnant uh, right now, you know, as evidence what happened for uh, not qualifying for the last World Cup that, um, yeah, I mean, I tweeted out something before or when, uh, you know, the new coach was named and that it didn't really move the needle for me. And, um, you know, it's, it's just that, I mean, I feel like we have to speak up, right? Like if we continue to just be this robotic sort of thing over, you know, it just, it doesn't move the needle. It doesn't change the conversation. It doesn't move us forward in terms of, uh, you know, what we're trying to do as a, as a soccer country. And that's a big reason why I started podcasting when I did. And I can't, I, I honestly, I can't remember if it was in 2014 or 2015, but at, at the time I just, I felt like there was nobody that was giving a voice to the way that I felt about the game. And I felt that there were so many conversations that were just the same, like talking about transfer rumors and talking about the scores over the weekend and, and talking about those types of things. And it's like, well, that's boring. Like, that's not interesting to me. And there's, you know, a hundred people doing that already. ESPN is doing that on, on live television. You know, Jason Davis was doing that with, with his show and, and credit to him. You know, he was really like the pioneer of kind of like this type of, uh, you know, soccer podcasting show, I think. And, um, but I just, I, I just didn't like the content, I guess you could say, if I'm, if I'm being honest. Um, and yeah, so that that was the that was the reason for for starting the podcast was, and you mentioned it just a second ago, was to change the conversation. It was to change the types of conversations that we were having in American soccer. And much like you've you've already said, you know, I was just a youth soccer coach, and so I started talking. I started out by talking to other youth soccer coaches, and I realized that resonated with people. And if I if I can maybe. Well, I don't want to say I toot my own horn, but um, you know some some of the uh, see it. I don't I don't want to sound like a like a jerk the way that I say this, but I I think one of the the things that I've done well is that when I have a conversation conversation with like Anson, or I have a conversation with Hope, or or you know some of those names that you listed off earlier, it's I I don't I don't treat them any differently than I would treat uh, Pete Stewart. When he when Pete came on my podcast, or Colton Bly, or uh, Sky Eddie Bruce, like I I just I I went into it the same way. Like I just want to have a conversation with you. I'm genuinely curious about you know what you have to say. I didn't, and at some point I stopped preparing for interviews, which is really weird when when you think about like you know I interview people for a living. I just stopped preparing for interviews, but I'm just genuinely curious a lot of the times, and so I have a lot of questions that I just naturally want to ask people. So when you put me in front of a Hope Solo, I'm like. Hope I got a I got a ton of questions for you. Like, do you mind if I ask you some? And uh, and it and it's worked out. But I think one thing that you're you're gonna notice too is that you're gonna have 
your bucket list written down in your notebook and you're going to be surprised at who listens or how many people listen to certain episodes because you know it, people might assume like yeah hope solo was probably the biggest interview i've ever done i've had people that you know friends that aren't interested in soccer they see that i posted a picture with her on my instagram and they're like dude how did you interview hope solo like that's like like that's humongous i'm like yeah it's you know it's pretty big but you know pete stewart uh you know a a 10 year old or coach of uh of 10 year olds in colorado uh you know our conversation about coaching licenses had exponentially more downloads and so that's mm-hmm. sort of, that, that that was very surprising for me to to learn that for the first time like people are interested in those conversations with other youth soccer coaches and you know people that really really relate to uh, or or they can really really relate to their stories on like a one to one basis so mm-hmm. um uh, i i couldn't agree more and i think that um you know one of the, one of the things you've done really really well is that it it, it is a conversation it's never uh, it never feels like you're just firing questions at someone. And there seems to be a genuine interest in, you know, the interviews that I've listened to. Uh, you, 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 you usually keep me company on my way to work. Uh, <laughs> and that, um, I mean, yeah, it was just that general curiosity. And I think, you know, for the majority of folks out there uh, that are working either at the grassroots level, the club level, you know, whatever their highest version of soccer is in this country, there is some relatability there. And I think that, um, you know, uh, everybody had to start somewhere and it was probably the grassroots level, right? So they understand those, you know, all those struggles that we have is, is grassroots coach. And then, you know, now moving into the club level for me in terms of navigating that dynamic, that's been really fascinating and, and mostly good you know, and, uh, a great experience for me and for, uh, my son. Um, but also too, you know, I have, like I said, I have no idea where this is going to go. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I just think what it comes down to, we're all human beings and what story do we have to tell and, you know, how can we connect each other through sort of those common bonds? So. 100% man. Um, ironically, I, I don't, Rare, or I rarely prepare for interviews, but I did write down actually a couple questions that I wanted to ask you, only because I felt like this wouldn't be a, a, a total soccer conversation. We're obviously talking about podcasting and throwing in some other topics. And yeah. you know, when you think about podcasting from a business sense, you know, uh, I've I've talked with a lot of people, or a lot of people have hit me up like, "Hey, like, how can I start my own podcast?" and and I I really want to do this and I want to do that and. I'm like, okay, yeah, like, you know, but you're going to get to a point where it, it, it's going to feel like work to you. Like, it's cool in the, in the very beginning and mm-hmm. it, and it, it, you know, it's exciting, but after 10 episodes or 15 episodes, if people are, are looking forward to your content, then you, you have to, you feel like you have to put something out, out there. The quality can't drop. It can only increase. You can't go backwards on that. Like, so there's all these, these, these different types of things. And so, uh, just a minute ago you were talking about or you, you said that recently somebody asked you what you're trying to do with this whole soccer thing and you related it more to coaching and so i'm curious what you might be thinking about trying to accomplish with this podcast like what like what would be the end goal with the podcast and the way that i wrote the question down was what do you hope to accomplish with each episode so like what like what are you hoping that people leave the conversation with but over time what are you trying to accomplish with the podcast 
Yeah, I, I, I think uh, for each episode that people get introduced to coaches, uh, male and female, uh, around the country and throughout the world, that they can, um, you know, uh, find some interest in their story. And uh, I've been fortunate to connect with these folks on some level already that the, that the listeners can connect with them as well. So uh, sort of paying it forward, uh, I guess, is how I would describe that. I think long term. Um, you know, uh, w- would it ever be a, a full-time career, uh, you know, being a, a host of a podcast? I mean, sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I would be silly to say that that would not be, you know, something that I'm, I'm striving for. Um, is it going to happen tomorrow? You know, obviously not, but I, I think, um, similar to a lot of the reasons that you started in this business, John, that, uh, really just sharing stories with people and people that I find interesting, people that I find may have similar philosophies, people that I find that might have differing philosophies uh, from mine. But again, um, you know, it, it, the, the the really cool thing about the game of soccer is that there, there really aren't, there isn't one way to do anything. There are a thousand ways to do something. And you know, uh, certain coaches are going to feel really passionately and strongly that, uh, you know, possession style soccer is the only type of soccer that everybody should play. Right. And other coaches are going to say, well, maybe it's a mix of possession and maybe we can play a little more direct, uh, you know, when we can. Some people are going to say maybe counterattacking is better. Whatever it might be, the answer is they're probably all right. And, you know, uh, just giving the audience a glimpse into who these folks are, because at the end of the day, they're just human beings and they might get to do really cool things and they might have really cool jobs. But, um, you know, I, it's funny. I was telling my wife that I, I, it's like, man, I would love to meet like literally every soccer coach in, in like the country, you know, and just go around in these small towns and see everything from the grassroots level to the club level to folks working in small you know, NAIA or D3 schools or division one schools. And like, how the hell did they get there? You know, because like most of us, if unless you're working at a really high level, you're not doing it for the money. I mean, that is not the reason why people enter into this profession. Right. And there's something about, I think for my own personality of wanting to help people. And so uh, had mentioned before about you know the the wanting to pay it forward. Maybe this is my way of doing that in the game of soccer because you know I I don't see myself walking in someday uh, and being the head coach of a div- division one program. Uh, I I probably started my soccer journey a little too late, uh, you know, to do that. But maybe my ceiling looks a little different, and maybe this is my way of sort of paying it forward. So. You know, I'm excited as to where it's going to go. Uh, I kind of like that I don't really know if I know where it's going to go. And, you know, the the willingness for folks like yourself and um, uh, just, you know, wanting to talk shop. Uh, I mean, that's kind of how this thing starts to grow and, you know, kind of take on a, a life of its own. So, so we'll see. Uh, hey, if it can keep the lights on and, and help pay the bills at home, then, uh, <laughs> then uh, <laughs> you know, sky's the limit, I guess. That's true. That's true. One of the uh, more popular type of episodes, or I guess one of the just one of the more popular topics that people seem to be very interested in are obstacles that other coaches frequently run into. And you now have the the um, experience of not only being a soccer coach but also being a, uh, an interviewer. 
And so you'll have the opportunity to ask people like about their obstacles and and what has, you know, what curveballs have been thrown their way. I guess is is one way to put it. But I'm I'm curious, what obstacles have you encountered as a youth soccer coach, or and and how might you try to address those topics on your show? Sure. Uh, so something that comes up uh, quite often uh, at the club level and at the U10, U12, uh, U8 level. So the the winning versus development uh, question and uh, are they mutually exclusive? Uh, are they tied together? And uh, actually had a, uh, a coach that I worked with, uh, won't, name, won't name names, uh, that quit on me uh, because we weren't winning enough. And, um, you know, I, I guess I would describe it as uh, wanting to play sort of a, a you know, a, a, a booted brand of soccer and sort of dump and chase and, you know, very traditional American style of soccer. And there wa- really wasn't uh, a definable, definable, uh, tangible way that we were going to play, you know, as a team. And uh, yeah, so that that was interesting uh, to sort of be left high and dry uh, in that experience. Um, you know, I, I think both can happen at the same time, uh, winning and development. Uh, um, I would say, you know, one of the things is sort of navigating the uh, the landscape with parents um, and how challenging that can be at times, and especially if um, at the club level, the financial interest of a parent. Um, is pretty substantial. So what their expectations are, uh, how do you, you know, uh, trying, trying to keep people happy, uh, you know, and how do you manage all that? Um, that that's been an interesting challenge for sure. Um, you know, navigating the uh, licensing ranks uh, of, of a coach um, and hearing stories of folks that are trying to go from a C to a B and being turned down, um, you know, in sort of where we're at in terms of, uh, and I think you've mentioned it before in a, a previous episode or two, that we're really using coaching courses right now uh, to, um, uh, you know, basically teach people how to teach. Uh, so um, that's interesting. And we're not really necessarily teaching them about the game of soccer itself. Uh, so uh, trying to, you know, navigate that. Um, that's uh, quite interesting. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a number of different avenues you can go, but what I've noticed is that people, you know, they they will really gravitate towards, you know, your show or my show or whoever show, you know, because that person that host talks about a specific topic. Not maybe not every show, but maybe you know every three episodes or four episodes that same topic gets brought up and people are super passionate about that and they jump in with with comments or questions or or things whenever that that particular topic pops up and and that seems to be you know there maybe there's like three or four different types of those topics on my particular show that seem to keep people um interested in in whoever I bring on so mm-hmm. i think you'll 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 find some of those as well so i, I was just curious you know what you intend to or what what roads you intend to uh to try to navigate yeah well and i think i would add that uh you know the conversation about culture um in terms of how do you set uh team culture or club culture what does that look like 
how do you, um, you know, is it led by the players? Is it led by the coach? Um, who, uh, you know, who really determines that? Uh, that is something that absolutely fascinates me because uh, I've worked in dynamics where, you know, uh, you walk away from it going, oh my God, that was absolutely fantastic. And I wish every coaching experience was like the one that I just had. But I've also walked away from experiences going, man, like, what did we get wrong here? Was it not enough communication with parents? Was, you know, our sessions sort of too, you know, kind of willy nilly uh, and, you know, kind of flying by the seat of our pants? I mean, what, what was it? And I would say the one thing that's really helped me as a coach and, you know, I guess too, as a, as a podcast host, just the reflection piece of what's working, what's not working, how can we make adjust, uh, adjustments, um, how can we make changes if we need to, and, you know, kind of navigate things that way. So, uh, but yeah, the, the culture piece is definitely something I think uh, for folks who, who listen to the show, I mean, they'll hear, probably be hearing more about that just because I'm curious as to how other coaches sort of create that culture, you know, that they desire uh, within their team or club. I'll ask you the the question that I like to end my interviews with now, and you'll 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 come up with your with your favorite questions too. So that that'll be fun to to keep an eye on your show and how you dial in your question asking over time. I think that's going to be a fun project for you. Um, but you you can take this and answer it how, however you see fit. But what do uh, what do you think people need to know? So uh, <laughs> having listened to your show for a while, I I knew you were going to ask me this, right? So. <laughs> I, I was thinking about this driving in this morning uh, to work, and I guess the the answer that I keep coming back to, and I've thought about this before you called, that um, you know that every individual doesn't matter their circumstances, uh, really just needs to own their soccer journey. So uh, if financially the deck is stacked against somebody, if uh, you know it's a playing time issue, uh, if it's a coach issue. It's very easy to blame everything not right for a player, for a parent, for a family, for whatever the situation is. I guess what I come back to is for that player, for that parent, um, for that person to really just own it and say, you know what? Yep, there's a a deck that is stacked against us right now, but we're going to find a way. And for people that um, sort of have that gritty determination, they'll find a way. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to be easy because the American soccer landscape is crazy. (laughs) And I think uh, for folks who listen to the show probably understand that really well. Uh, (laughs) But there is a, there is, I wouldn't say there is a path, but it's going to be, it's not, the the path isn't as apparent uh, as it would be in other countries, but there is a way. And you have to find whatever that way is for that individual. And uh, sometimes it's okay to take the road less traveled. And it's okay to, you know, if everybody's going one direction, it's okay to be a little different and go a different direction. So. Very cool answer. I like it. Um, (laughs) Where can people connect with you and where can they find your podcast? Yeah, uh, podcast is all uh, on major outlets. Uh, it is on the Touchline podcast, and it's on Google and Spotify and Apple Podcast. And uh, they're continuing to add uh, platforms. Uh, it seems to be on a daily basis. So all the major uh, podcasting platforms. 
Uh, people can reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, I'm at soccer coach JB and uh, DMs are always open. So if anyone wants to reach out and uh, possibly be a guest on the show sometime, I would, I would definitely be up for that. That's awesome, man. Um, well, I wish you the best of luck on your, not only your coaching journey, but your podcasting journey. And, and I, I look forward to, uh, to hearing episodes and, and just keeping an eye on your progress and, and just know that if you ever, if you ever run into any, any issues or need to bounce ideas off somebody, I'm more than willing to help you out, man. Yeah, no, John, I sincerely appreciate that. And, uh, you've been awesome and I, I love the work that you and three, four, three folks are doing and, uh, yeah, a massive fan of, of what you're doing. So, um, and would love to have you on uh, my show sometime as a guest. So of course, anytime. <laughs> Right, thank you for listening to another episode of the 343 Podcast. If you are interested in finding more episodes of the 343 Podcast, or if you are interested in learning about more of the benefits of the program that helps to support and fund this podcast that you just listened to, you can find all of that at 343coaching.com. That's the numbers 34 and 3, the word coaching, all spelled out, .com. To tell you a little bit more about his experience with one of our online programs, here is Tom Beyer. And I can tell you, after someone who's done a lot of coaches' education, both as a student as an instructor, that you will learn more by watching one or two of their videos that you might learn on any full-time course. Because the, the one thing that I liked about what they're presenting is, again, it's simplicity, man. It's very simple. It's not a lot of, you know, complicated words. It makes sense. And it goes right directly to the heart of, of, of the game on, on, on how, to, how to develop um, not just, you know, individual players, but develop teams as well. Once again, you can find all of that information by going to and visiting 343coaching.com. That's the numbers 34 and 3, the word coaching, all spelled out, dot com. All right, we will catch you guys next time here on the 343 Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and for supporting the work that we do. Yeah.